Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. This afternoon, I do want to talk to you about what's going on in this world, but I want to teach you from the story of the Good Samaritan. How many know the, the story of the Good Samaritan in the Bible? And there's, a, there's a princ- some principles I want to talk to you about. But uh, I'm sure, as, as I have, many of you have had time to reflect on what's been going on, not just in the last two weeks, but in the last year, in the last decade, in the last century, and so on. There's been a lot of things that are not right. How many would agree with me on that? There's been things that have been done in the name of the law, name of Christianity even, that are not right. But here's the, I don't want to focus on that. What I want to talk to you about is, as believers in Christ, we need to show compassion. You are called, you and I are called to show compassion to one another. Amen? Yeah. Our greatest example is Jesus. He taught us how to show compassion, to show kindness, to show love to our neighbor. Amen? Amen. I've titled this sermon today, Who is My Neighbor? Everybody say that with me. Who is my neighbor? It's an important question for our time and and day and age. I really feel it is because I think there's a, a confused amount of people out there that don't want to recognize who their neighbor is. And I think you would agree with that. Amen? Today I want to speak to you about the parable of Jesus, the Good Samaritan. Again, a parable... And Jesus spoke in parables, but a parable is defined as an instructive story by Jesus that contains symbolic meaning to you and I. They weren't necessarily, many, many theologian scholars will say that they weren't necessarily an actual incident that occurred, but they were a story to bring about a symbolic reference, amen, or significance, I should say. I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you have your Bible with you, or if you have your electronic devices with you, turn to Luke chapter 10, and if you'll just stand with me uh, for these, the reading of these words, chapter 10 and verse 25, Luke chapter 10 and verse 25, and I want you to listen very carefully at the dialogue that's going on back and forth, and it says here, on one occasion... An expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And the man answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus replied, you've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And replied, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But 
a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. And Jesus looked at the man and said, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you now for your word. We pray now for the next few moments, Lord, that uh, you would expound upon that, that you would give us wisdom and hearing and understanding, Lord, to live as believers, as disciples that you have called. Lord, help us to be compassionate, full of love and full of kindness to our neighbor. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 You may be seated this afternoon. Amen. So notice at the outset, there was an expert. Let me just touch on this. Uh, I learned this a long time ago. You don't ever want to be described as an expert. You know why? Because you've heard this from me before. An ex is a has-been and a spurt is a drip. So enough of that. An expert. You don't want to be an expert. Amen. I want to focus on, the, on one of the questions that Jesus asked. Jesus asked two questions of this man. Or, or excuse me, the man, the expert in the law, asked two questions of Jesus. But I want to focus on the second question, which was, who is my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? You see, this man was an expert in the law. He already knew the answer, what Jesus was going to say. He was attempting to get Jesus to say something to justify maybe something that Jesus may have done, maybe incorrectly, possibly. He was trying to catch him in a trap, basically. But this this expert in the law already knew the answers to the question. And, and the question here is, who is your neighbor? Such a time like this that we, need, we really need to stop and ask, who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor today? There's deep divisions in our country, and I don't have to tell you that. Every one of us know that. They've been inflamed more and more in these last few years, recent years. But it's not a modern day problem, let me tell you that. It's been a, it's been a problem since the beginning of creation, really. It really has been. Since Adam and Eve have been basically kicked out of the Garden of Eden, it's been a problem. It's been a problem throughout our world. At its core, racism is an issue of the heart. It really is. It's an issue of the heart. But I want to talk to you about the responses of each of these individuals. And the first point I want to talk to you about is discriminatory love discriminatory love. To begin with, this man had an agenda. He had an agenda. And if you're not careful in our day and age, you can go out there with an agenda. And and the good thing about Jesus in his teachings is he didn't have an agenda. It was was plain to see that he wanted to, to have you understand what compassion is, what kindness is, what love is. There's no agenda behind that. There was nothing hidden behind that. Unfortunately, in our day and age, everybody, it seems like, has an agenda. Now, 
He knew, this man knew what the word of God already declared. Again, he was trying to justify in his own mind maybe his shortcomings as well. He was trying to justify why maybe he wasn't a neighbor to somebody or why he wouldn't have helped out somebody. He was trying to justify this in his, in his mind. Now, let me, let me tell you about this, this story. The scriptures infer that this man that was injured, that was robbed, was a Jewish man. They infer that. He was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, which meaning that he was Jewish from Jerusalem to Jericho. And, and um, at the same time, here's what I want you to know. This expert in the law gave the right answer because he knew the scripture. But do you know this? You re- recognize this, that you can have the right answer from the Bible. You can quote scripture, but it may not be the right answer. Amen. The Bible says Judas went and hung himself. And you can take the words of Jesus and he said, go and do likewise in another context. But if you put them together, go and hang yourself, go and do likewise. Do you see how unbiblical that is? We need to be careful how we're applying the word of God. Amen. I'm speaking to churches everywhere across our nation. I'm speaking to us as individuals. Amen. We need to know how to apply the truth of Scripture. It's why it's so important for you and I to ask for wisdom. We need wisdom to apply on a daily level, on a daily, uh, not just with what's been going on, but in everyday circumstances. You and I need wisdom. You need to examine your spirit today, your heart today, and ask yourself this question. Do I have a hidden agenda? Do I have a personal agenda? hidden agenda that I don't want to admit, but I use that to not engage in conversation with with people from another culture, another race, because they're different than me? Do I have a hidden agenda? And I know I'm not talking to anybody here, but we need to examine ourselves. Is my love discriminatory? Is my love only for people that look like me? Is it only for people that talk like me and sound like me? Because that's not the God of the Bible. That's not what Jesus would have done. And that wasn't his message. It never was. It never will be. So again, if that is you today, I'm here to tell you, you need to repent. You need to repent today. Because I'm telling you right now, racism does not exist in heaven. It does not exist in heaven. And you, you can get away with it here. But it's never going to get to the throne room. It's never going to get to heaven. So if I was you, I'd fix it right now. You need to repent. So this man clearly knew the answers to what he was looking for, trying to justify himself in the eyes of the Lord. Next, there comes this priest and the Levite. So the priest was a man that performed temple sacrifices, rituals. He had to be ceremonially clean. He could not come in contact with anything that would um, possibly uh, make him unclean. That could have been a reason why he didn't approach the man. But notice, he went on the other side of the sidewalk to avoid him. it's It's not saying that, but that's essentially what he did. Have you ever been walking down the road? Some of you know what I'm talking about. And somebody sees you coming, and they walk on the other side of the road because they see you coming. You, you know what I'm talking about. They see you because kind of, they don't feel comfortable. And people will walk on the other side of the road to avoid you. Jesus 
does not want us to display that type of character. Amen? Amen. Now, the, the, the priest could have been using those possible reasons of avoiding an unclean person. He saw an injured person. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. But check this out. The priest was a member of the synagogue of, of God, representing God, and he avoided the man. God forbid that would be us. God forbid that would be me. Amen? As priests and Levites, they needed to be careful when they, who they came in contact with. The Levite did the same thing. The Bible says he walked across on the other side of the road, clearly avoiding the situation. Out of sight, out of mind, don't want to, don't want to be bothered. I don't have time. I got to get home. The game's on. It's time for dinner, whatever it might have been. Whatever excuse you and I can think of, this man, the Levite as well, went out of his way to avoid the situation where he could have helped. Another reason could have been that it was a cultural reason, a personal reason. You know, we know in our modern day and age, racism is a taught thing. You don't grow up and just become that. It's taught to you. It's taught. Maybe he was taught to avoid that Samaritan. He, 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 had, he had some reason. The bottom line is they did not go help him, the priest or the Levite. We can think of various reasons ourselves. If you put yourself there, what you would have done or how you would have avoided it. Maybe you have had something similar happen to you in your life. And you said, no, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to deal with it. But I want to remind you today, Jesus has called you to live a life of compassion for your neighbor. For your neighbor. Regardless of, of skin color, culture, race. It doesn't matter. Agendas, you got to toss them away. you got to say, Lord, forgive me. Help me to understand this. So my next question for you would be this. Are you using reasons, excuses to not be a neighbor to someone of another culture? Let that resonate here for a minute. Here's, here's what Anna and I have done intentionally. Because one of the things I love about pastoring here in American Canyon is that our, our, geogra- our demographics are, are diverse. Um, I just learned last week in a meeting with the mayor that we have 38 languages spoken in this city, in American Canyon, there's 38 official languages spoken that I did not even think it was that close to 38. But we're next door to Vallejo, which has been at different times uh, considered the most diverse city in the nation, in the United States. We're right next door, so we're diverse as well. I love that. I love that our church is a representation of that as well. We don't intentionally do that because we can't help it. Diversity exists in our community. But one of the things my wife and I have done since the first day we were in ministry is we have, even before we came to this church, we've always invited people of other cultures, of other races into our home to have a meal to, hey, let's chat. I don't know a thing about you, but let's get to know each other. And you know what's amazing during those times? We discover that we have more in common with each other than the differences that we have. And uh, oftentimes what you see is it's just the fear of, of not wanting to know a certain person because you may have had a, an experience or you may have been taught or you may have been growing up in a, in a culture that, that forbids that. 
And, and I'm here to tell you, Jesus would want you to say, hey, you're my neighbor. Come on in. Yes. Come on in, neighbor. Come on in. Yes. Come on in, neighbor. We have to be better. Amen. How many would agree with me today? We have to be better. And then we get to the Samaritan, the Samaritan, the good Samaritan. Let me tell you a little bit about the Samaritans at that time. They were hated and despised by the Jewish culture, by the Jewish people. The Samaritans were a mixed race at that time. They were Jewish, but they were mixed. And so the Jewish culture at that time despised them just for that alone. They didn't have anything to do with them. They uh, abstained from any, any relationships with them. And uh, so here, here this man is who's hated, despised by the Jewish people of that time, coming to the aid of a person that despised him, that hated him. And here he was helping the very man that despised him. Think about that for a second. That man put aside every preconceived notion he may have had as well. Because let me tell you, it works both ways, that, that hate, that division. Uh, it works both ways. And, and so he, I'm sure, saw a need and he put aside race. He put aside barriers. He said, that man needs help. And he went to him to help him. Amen? Amen. Think about that. If you're in that same situation, would you be as quick to help out that person as the Samaritan did? Notice this. Did you, did you notice that the last response from the expert in the law when asked, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? This expert of the law, he despised the Samaritan so much, he couldn't even say the word Samaritan. He said, he said, the one who had mercy on him. Did you notice that? He said, the one who had mercy on him. They despised each other so much, he couldn't even recognize the, that he was a Samaritan. He wouldn't say it. God forbid that would be you and I today. Amen? Amen? But thank God for the Samaritan. Thank God for the Samaritan. Where would you and I be without this man to be an example to us? This particular Samaritan took pity, had compassion, and felt sorry for this man beat up. Because I, I don't know about you, but if I'm that man that's there beat up, I'm praying that God send me somebody. God send me somebody to help me right now. I need somebody to help me. Just as we have all cried out, Lord, I need you at one time. You all cried that out. Lord, I need a savior. I need someone to help me. And here this man was beat up, probably incapable of getting up, probably bleeding, probably having a, a concussion. Who knows what, what was going on in terms of his injuries. The Bible does say, though, the Samaritan took him to an inn, carried him, put him on his donkey. He was that bad. Probably had him laying across a donkey, carried him to this inn and paid the innkeeper. Here, here's some money to take care of him. Gave him some wine, some antiseptic basically for his wounds. He you know, was trying to do everything he could. And then he told the innkeeper, I'll be back and I'll take care of you for any expenses out of your pocket. He went above and beyond. Above and beyond. You and I need to go above and beyond in this day and age. We live in a, in a day and age where it's just, it's just not okay to just say, yeah, you're right. We need to go above and beyond. We need to take actions and not just verbalize. Are you hearing me today? 
We can't just be satisfied with a verbal answer. We have to be people of action. Amen? Just as the Samaritan was. Listen to what the Samaritan did. He didn't let race or discriminatory practice or past or present impact the decision to help this man, to love on this man. He set that aside. I can, I can guarantee you he had a difference with that man. This, this Samaritan had been discriminated all his life by this, by this people, yet he chose to help him. Because that was the godly thing to do. He let go of past hurts to help in the present. He let go of everything in the past. What grandma taught him. What grandpa taught him. He let go of that to help him in the, pre- in the present. He didn't allow his culture to impact his value system of love and care and compassion. He didn't allow that to impact that. He said, no, I see a need. I'm going to address that need right now because he's a man just like me. He was willing to take a chance and be around people who may not have necessarily cared about him or his well-being. There may have been other people by this time. You know how you go and help somebody and there's always a crowd that gets together afterwards. There's always a crowd, but there's never anybody there when you need them. But all of a sudden there's a crowd and I'm sure there were people there that were probably going, what's he doing helping this man? He didn't care about that. He just stepped right in. He was willing to use his own time and resources, the Bible tells us, to ensure the health of this man. He went above and beyond, regardless of what issues may have been going on around him. And then he was willing to repeat that action. He went from there and he was willing to come back to help him again. It it didn't just end with just helping him that one night. He told the innkeeper, I'll be back. And I'm going to, furthermore, I'm going to reimburse you for any out-of-pocket expenses you may have. He didn't just do it for prestige. He didn't just do it for a photo op. And I'll just leave it right there. It wasn't done for show or for glory is what I'm saying. Amen? He was doing this because of genuine care and concern for that individual. Amen. Let me ask you. Who's your neighbor today and are you willing to help them? Who's your neighbor today? You I mean, I, I'm so glad I, I live in a, in a diverse neighborhood. I'm so glad I, I, I pastor a church that di, that's diverse. I, I thank God for that every day. I need you to understand I really thank God for that every day. Because there's so many people that live in a bubble and they're, and they're never exposed to the real world. And, and I'm not going to get into any of that. But, but I am thankful for where God has planted my family. Amen. I'm thankful for your family that has been planted in this place. I'm thankful that this city, American Canyon, has 38 different languages. Amen. That doesn't work in some states. You know that, right? That doesn't work in some communities. But it does here. And guess what? That's going to be a slice of what heaven looks like. Heaven is going to be beautiful. I believe we're going to somehow retain our, our, our identity here in some way. We don't know how all that works. But I believe up there we're going to be just as we are, but we're going to be perfected in a glorious body. And uh, it's going to be a wonderful thing. I can't wait for that. 
God has a plan. How many of you know that? God has a plan. There's a reason why we're all like we are. We're different, but yet the same. We are the same. Amen? As I close this afternoon, as I get ready to close, if I can have the musicians come up um, at this time. As Christ's disciples, here's what I want to remind you. If we see a need... We need to do all we possibly can. We need to use wisdom how to say things. Um, I'm sure like, like some of you, uh, you've read on social media some comments that just you just want to shake your head at. And like you, many of you, you've had to shut that social media because you start to get a headache because of things that you see, things that you read. And sometimes you have to disconnect. How many know that's a good thing? We have to disconnect even from our news. You can't be watching the news all the time. It's not good for your soul. It's not good for your spirit. There's too much fighting. Everybody has an agenda. And I want you to know that. They all have an agenda. And it's not biblical. I'll tell you that right now. But as disciples, we need to know this. If we see a need, we need to jump in and take care of that need. Amen? We need to help our neighbor. We need to pray for wisdom for God to show us in, in meeting that need. Lord, how can I help? What can I do? How can, can, I, can I help with financial need? Can I help with, with words? Can I help with actions? In what way, Lord, show me? Because there's a lost and dying world out there, and they need our help today. Today, again, I want to ask you this question. Who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Who's your neighbor? Who's my neighbor? I think Mr. Rogers had it right. Right? That's who I think of when I think of this title. Think of Mr. Rogers. But it's so much needed today. It's so much needed tomorrow and next week and going forward. Who is your neighbor? Jesus is telling you and I today, and if you'll stand with me this afternoon, getting ready to close. Jesus is telling you and I today, much like the Samaritan man did, to go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. He told the man, the expert of the law, go and do likewise, just like the Samaritan man did. Go and do likewise. Pastor Rick is telling you today, go and do likewise. Each of you have your own influence, your own social circles. How can you reach out and be a be a help in certain areas. Some of you can help certain situations more so than others. Think about your situation. How can I be a blessing? How can I help? How can I help my community? Each of us need to ask that today. And then not only go and do likewise, but to have mercy upon your neighbor. See, don't let excuses keep you from following through on that. What I mean by that is excuses that you would say about that person. Or maybe it's yourself. Well, we've never done that. Or I would never help that person or that particular woman because of where they live or where they came from. Have mercy upon your neighbor. Jesus is asking you that today. Would you join me today and just determine in your heart and your spirit that today... I'm going to invite any neighbor. If I see a need, I'm going to help them. I'm not going to shut my door of my heart 
to any type of people or persons, that I'm going to be open as Christ would. I'm going to be a disciple and show them love, caring, and compassion. Would you, would you join me in doing that? Raise your hand today if you're, if you're willing to do that. Yes, I see your hands. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We thank you, Father, that you show us how to love, how to share compassion, how to share kindness in this world. This world is a lost and dying world. And it truly needs your love and compassion in a major, major way, Lord. And we're praying, let it start with us. Let it start with me. Let it start with each one here today. Those that are watching this at home today, let it start in your home. And I pray, Father, as you, as you speak into each of our lives, give us wisdom on how to manage that in our life. Give, give us wisdom and how to do that, Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. And for those that are watching us today, I would just ask you this. If you don't know Christ today and you know that that's exactly what you need to be doing, showing love and care and compassion, I would just ask you to say a simple prayer and invite him into your heart and begin that relationship with him today. See, he sent his son to die on the cross for you, that you would have eternal life, that you would have a new life, a new beginning, much like I did when I was in my mid-20s, much like those in here did at different points in their life. And all it takes is saying a simple prayer of repentance, just saying, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I'm sorry for my past, my present. I haven't allowed people into my life. I've been cruel to people. I've been dismissive of other, of other races even. Whatever it is, just ask the Lord to forgive you of that right now. And the Bible says that not only does He forgive you, He throws those sins into the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against you again. I don't know about you, but that gives me reason to just shout and say, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So if you said that prayer, let us know. Send us a note on our Facebook page, on my Facebook page. Let us know that you want to begin that relationship with Christ. And we want to get to know you. We want to be able to get you some materials from our church. Thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you that you want us to have a heart of compassion. Help us every day to do that, Father. And as always, we close with this blessing. Bow your heads with me today. Lord, bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.